Yes, good that you're listening to episode 8 already, Jordan. Wow. Of the Assassin's <laughs> Cast. And finally, we started, Jordan, 8 weeks ago. Or actually 9 weeks ago. And then Ubisoft decided to, like, silence every developer. Cut down all the marketing. And, uh, yeah, just not discuss the game anymore. But now, we finally know way more about the game. Uh, how are you, man, uh, Jordan? I'm doing good. Sorry I wasn't here last week. Just getting off all the rust. Joyce was an amazing fill-in. That was a oh, great you, episode, you, you guys. To... Oh, thanks. Cool. Yeah. And um, But, yeah, I'm totally. you're totally right. It's been nine weeks. We started this with anticipation of maybe some gameplay. And we've put it off. We've answered tons of questions, but now we actually have some stuff to sink our teeth into. So yeah, super for sure. excited for sure. So uh, if you didn't know, I'm uh, Jordan Joe Raptor, and this, of course, Jordan from It's Jordan Does. And one day he will make videos again, and then we're all happy. So uh, <laughs> we will do the intro, but of course, this time we're gonna talk about my hands-on session. I was uh, lucky enough to play the game for six hours. And I got to interview some developers as well. You just watched the Ubisoft Ford event. It is good to know that we haven't watched it yet. We're recording this before that Ubisoft Ford event. So we could really have this episode ready right after the Ubisoft Ford event. Like when I'm allowed to publicly talk about my experience with the game. Uh, Jordan had some awesome questions that we will go over. And we'll just like discuss my experience overall. So that's kind of what you can expect this episode overall of course the podcast normally goes live every saturday and the coming week it will just be as normal on your favorite podcast services you can also download it on soundcloud just search assassin's cast there or joraptor and you find the soundcloud page if you want to support the show then that would be really appreciated then you can head over to my youtube channel joraptor you can become a member by hitting the join button next to the subscribe button and then for two dollars per month you get access to the video version on a Saturday that also includes the post-show because normally we stream the Assassin's Cast live and um, then we have a post-show with the Twitch chat. That will not be the case this time, so I totally think this will be a little longer episode and then next week we go back to the regular schedule. So I will also have exclusive video content up on for the member page. I likely I did two interviews for Valhalla and also for um, uh, an unannounced game that we can't talk about yet. Sorry, Jordan, but people will already know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, also Watch Dogs Legion. So I will have those interviews go up for members exclusive. And uh, so you can also look forward to that. Thanks to Outlaw Mansion and Mr. Vive Tai. I'm not sure how I can pronounce that, but I appreciate you. You wanna? <laughs> were you Chief ready Mr. to? Mister, <laughs> Five Tiopa. Tiopa. Okay, I get it. Okay, Dude, I, I like that one. Put a little Italian twang on it. Oh wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, thank you for uh becoming a Velocity Raptor member for two lots per month. But you can also go the extra mile and then you get early access to the Assassin's Cast every Thursday right after the Twitch stream you will get the video version, the audio version, and also the post-show. Um, K. Gian, uh, Johnny, Sage, Wild Horse, and Hendrik also all became a member of the channel 
for the five dollars per month and uh, yeah thanks a lot for the support really helps the show out but if you cannot support it financially no big deal um it's already awesome that you listen to it it would of course be extra awesome though if you could rate us on your podcast service that you use and um we now look at itunes i'm not even sure if you can like rate it on spotify i don't think you can but i already i someone else i uh, or said hey you missed my review and then i was like yeah but where do you put that review so if you put out a review and we did not read it because we're only looking at itunes let me know where you put that review because i would love to read it for uh, itunes we got some more five star ratings of course go to itunes five star rate that would be really really helping us out and uh, we got star wars lord um, who actually put down a comment saying really loving the podcast just wondering if you will play as male or female abor and why so he put like a question in there as well jordan that's smart isn't it <laughs> yeah that's a very strategic way to get your questions into the show <laughs> so uh yeah so that that is like uh something you can uh you can do as well but you can also and i will talk about that in a second you can also send it uh another way either way he said personally i'll be using mil avor because magnus brune is the voice actor which the ubisoft team Got Katrin Wick Legata from a Vikings TV show. Have you already watched the Vikings TV show, Jordan? I have. It's pretty good. It's, if, if you haven't, I would suggest if you're excited for Valhalla, you know, consume the kingdom, the Viking show. Get yourself in that Viking mood for sure. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> we, we, we can talk about that another time, like when there's like less news to talk about. I'm curious to hear more thoughts about that. But I totally agree. Like, I really enjoyed the Viking TV show, and it got me even more excited for this Viking setting. And actually playing the game now, I appreciated it more. Like having the music, having the sort of Viking style, uh, it really um, enhanced my experience a little bit. So I really enjoyed that. Okay, um, let me see. So thanks, Star Lord, Star Wars Lord, for your for your question. And if you want to ask questions as well, assassinscast.com is the um, yeah, is the, the website, you can fill out a form, and, yeah, if you got questions about my play session, then you can hit us up there, like, uh, put it there, we will go towards a member-only question structure at some point, for now, everyone can send them in, this episode, though, Jordan will be answering, or asking the question, so, Jordan, (laughs) yes, I played the game, (laughs) I, I played it, it was very, I I I'm curious like when you get to play it how good you will be from the start because that was something that I immediately noticed. Um okay. I was pretty bad at the start like the first hour or so because it totally feels different. You maybe look mm-hmm. at it and you feel hey this kind of looks similar but it's way like what they said with like that the combat feels weightier. It's really the case. Like it feels way slower a little bit um and you have Mm -hmm. way more things to worry about also they change some control things so normally um with odyssey you had on the right trigger the um you played on you played with with a controller right i played on the pc but i also for a little bit played on the controller and if i remember right the right trigger was like the the light attack and then you right or yeah you you would remember 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know, but they changed it. So w- what they did, you have <laughs> bow abilities and you have abilities for the uh, for your weapons. But instead of like grabbing the bow using the abilities, uh, I don't know. But for some reason, it felt like uh, I had to get used to it, and I was like doing the wrong abilities all the time. So maybe it also had to do yeah, with yeah. Ghost of Tsushima um, that I'm playing right now. And the attack button there is square. And here it's, of course, the uh, the right... Okay, so this is already pretty interesting. Right... R1 is re- right weapon. L1 is left weapon. And then L2 oh. is uh, your bow. So aiming. And then R2 is a heavy attack. So this already creates very interesting combinations. Because this also means mm-hmm. that... Weapons have different combos on each button. So if you, for example, have a one-hand axe on the um, on your left hand, so your offhand, where you normally would use a shield, then you have a way different attack than on the right button. On the right button, it's way it's like your slow, easier sort of um, sort of yeah sort of use regular motion yeah 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 regular motion and then the heavy heavy attack button is like the holding does the break does the heavy attack button uh only apply to the right weapon or is that yep okay yeah yeah. so and then the left button has like a completely different combo and for the axe and also for the hammer that i found there was a hammer hidden in the world um Mm. you like go crazy you like like in the what we saw in the tra- in the cinematic trailer, right? Where with Avor like oh, tuck, nice. tuck. and that was overpowered. I I'm gonna I have footage of that. It was like I was like fighting wolves and just doing that attack, and it was pretty op. Um, but that was also interesting to, for example, you started with like a regular build, right? Shield left hand, uh, one hand axe, right hand. And then I switched it up. So I had the shield in the right hand and then the X in the left hand. And that was actually better because you cannot use... Like if you have the shield in your left hand, then you can only use it to block, not to attack. But if you have the shield in your right hand, then you can use it to attack. And then you also have that insane combo with that one-handed X on your left hand. Mm. Oh, look at you. You're already figuring out all the damage <laughs> loophole. <laughs> but it, it, it was... I, I really liked it. I really liked the, the, the dual-wield system. That's so. nice. So would you say that because of all these combos... Uh, I mean, this is a, a extra question out of here. Would you say that they've likely animated way more combinations into the game than odyssey or origins at this point probably yeah Yeah, for sure Mm -hmm. and what's also interesting is that the finishers are this time not based on the weapon but on the enemy Mm -hmm. um so if you see an enemy because what you do is before you finish an enemy they are on the ground you can stun them there's a new with the bow you have a new weak point system where if you aim with your bow Uh, towards an enemy then one part of the enemy glows and it depends and it's different per enemy when you shoot there you the enemy falls down and then you can do a stun attack and by doing the stun attack you grab the weapon that they uh because they were stunned so they drop their weapon then you grab their weapon and then finish them off so that's pretty cool Mm. and because they have way more enemy variety like i already we already got we only got to play 
uh, East Anglia. It's like a early uh, region. It's pretty big. Like I played six hours and I still did not do everything in that region. And wow. uh, and there were already like quite a lot of different enemies. While I only fought two factions, the Saxons and the Bandits. And the Bandits are actually mm. quite cool right now because they have bombs that they throw your way. So they are already like quite different than your regular Bandits who are... The Bandits in like Odyssey were like just soldiers without a shield, I think, right? And mostly yeah. <laughs> they were not that exciting. Um, so you said you started in East Anglia, right? So did you get to see the full map then? I'm oh, assuming yeah. maybe after the forward event, we'll get to see the whole map. Is that something you could kind of describe? Is it what we predicted? Is it... Uh, it's big. It's big. Size? It's big. Yeah. And what is interesting, and that, that's what that I feel... I also asked about this in the interviews. Um, you have different regions. So each Anglia is one region. Wessex is one region. Uh, and you have multiple regions. You can already zoom in and see. It, it's like a, a like Eivor got like a, a map from one of the Saxon soldiers or something with drawings on it okay. or from one of the kings. So uh, cities, like they are, even if you haven't been there, so everything is just gray. But some places in the world that are like, even like a, a Stonehenge or something, right? So like a really cool um, um, point on the map. There's like a drawing of that. And there are also drawings of the legendary animals. So the legendary animals from Odyssey are back. And I got to fight one of them in the demo. And I think, man, you are going to love this game. And I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But there are so many bosses in this game. There are so wow. many. It's 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 really cool, and that's also something they wanted to do more of. So we have the animals. When you like see the whole map, you see pictures of like I saw a picture of a snake, of a tiger, of a bear, and they had like a crown above their heads, and that meant that they were like the legendary animals. So you can already see where all these animals are, and you get like XP and a skill point after completing them. But they are part of a bigger quest. So if you mm. complete that quest, like in Odyssey, although in Odyssey we actually got, I think every animal was part of one quest. And then you had like yeah, a bigger... Yeah, every animal gave you, you'd have to return to Artemis, um, the Sisters of Artemis, I believe is what yeah, it was yeah, yeah. called. And you would get a full like legendary set at the end of it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which was the Artemis set. Yeah, and you could also romance her if you wanted. I think cool. that was also. Part Can you of it. tell us? Is it is it just England, or does it include like Scotland, Wales, like no, um, just England or Ireland? It's just England, but yeah. it's a really big yeah, version it, of it's England. Re it's so really big. Plenty of places. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems really big, and I did not even visit one of the the cities, um, but there was already yeah. like a, a town. Um, and they really call it as the, the, the story arc structure was way more clear now where you really go out from your settlement. You, you stand with your uh, characters in, uh, uh, like over the war table and then you can really see there's a story arc here, there's a story arc here, there's a story arc here, for example. And then you choose one and that is dedicated to that region. So the story was also about East Anglia um, rising up against the regime of a uh, of a of an of a Dane who yeah was kind of taking control over the region um, and you were like trying to rally up 
people who lived there to fight against him. And then you also had like a big assault near the end of it. So um, I, I I thought I There's, thought that, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There. Okay, no, but I, I thought that that um, like overall structure was like uh, pretty clear. Like I also like got to the end of the of the story arc, but what we got to play was actually a half of it or like thirty percent. So the characters I. I, I met as Eivor were characters that I would already have encountered earlier in the game and then now we kind of finished it so at the end one of them joined as a crew uh, member so yeah you can kind of make choice about that there were like choices where um, like that that Viking sort of leader who was now kind of in charge of East Anglia he you could like fight him and then at the end you could choose to kill him or not and I chose to um, to not kill him because the king, and I forget his name. Do you, um, um king, um, like of, of England or of Wessex, the king of no, Wessex? No, 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 not King or... Alfred. The the one that was part of the demo. Yeah, I should have written this down. But oh. um, let me. I, I can. Check I'm not it. quite sure. But um, either way, like. Um, uh, I'm, so you, so all of this experience, I know we're kind of like ping-ponging around to so many different things. Yeah. L let's kind of like – kind of try to compare it to what people have already experienced at this point. So like there – you mentioned that there was dialogue options and stuff. How did you feel about this particular build or the game – did with dialogue screens compared to Odyssey or Origins and the choices, did they feel more random and spread out like Odyssey was? Or did they kind of, did you feel attached to the character of Eivor? So overall, what I really felt was that the, um, like, the, there were less choices than in Odyssey, but when you made a choice, um, it kind of made more sense. So they kind of played more with it. So, for example, you had to you, you were like recruiting this the, these uh, these people that were part of East Anglia, and then you had to like speak to them to to make sure that they were ready for the upcoming battle, or you could like make the choice to kill the guy or not, or at some point. So I decided to not kill the the Viking. I'm gonna actually pull up my uh, my gameplay here to see if I can uh, see the names. So I will. Uh, I will uh, let you know in a second when I, when yeah. I get them, but overall, like continues to roam this kingdom unchecked. Oh, overall, um, that I felt that the choices were were better in that sense. Like it, it were they were more meaningful and they were not like thrown in there all the time. And for example, like, so I, I love you or I hate you. You know, some of, you know how in Odyssey sometimes those choices were a little bit like bipolar. This felt a little bit more contained to what you were actually yeah uh, and there were less choices overall uh i would say gotcha so that that was that was pretty cool but for example um like there was a romance option as well that was kind of a letdown because it was kind of like what we expected from odyssey right where hey uh it was also at a party though so it was already kind of low-key but it was really like hey wanna wanna do it right now and uh, then you could say yeah or no I did like the choice at, uh, after that, though, where you could say, 
Uh, I really liked it. And then you had two choice options for the name. And one name was the wrong name. So then you were like, so if you did not, if you did not like paid attention, then, uh, yeah, you could have, uh, th that would of that's, course be weird. That's funny. So, so that's it's stuff like good. that. I like that they're catching you like that. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> see if you're um, actually paying attention. And another big choice was, like I said, so the, the king is called, let me see. Oh, here. Yeah. Oswald. Oswald, the king. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And um, at one point, you fight the. You, you he was captured, so that's why you want to save East Anglia in the first place because you wanna save the king. He is like, uh, for a sort of civilization where both the the Danes and the the the, the Saxons can live together. And right now, um, we had like one guy who um, uh, he was called Root. Who, yeah, wanted to like just rule himself. So then you beat him, and then you can choose to let him live or uh, kill him. And, and I ch and then uh, go ahead. Sorry, no I'm problem. getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then Oswald was like, "I don't want like you to kill him because then you spill blood, and I don't want that to be the first sort of thing that I do as a king." So I chose to not kill him. But then at the party, so he did a wedding. Oswald actually married a, a, a Danish uh, wife, um, and then Root escaped from his prison. So I had to fight him again. So I'm curious how this whole play, how this plays out. If I killed him, then you would think that this encounter would not happen, or that you would fight another person. And when he was like there, Root came up to Oswald and was like. Hey, you want to fight me because you are the king now? Let let's do this. And Oswald was like, "Sure, let let's do it." And then you could choose to step in and say, "No, I will I will fight the guy myself." Or you could say, "Oswald, uh, go go ahead, right?" Um, mm -hmm. So th that was also like big choices. I have to watch like what other people did to kind of see what the real impact was. But the those were already like good examples of how. I really like choice uh, choices added to this to an Assassin's Creed game where yeah it really kind of changes overall your uh, your experience because maybe if Oswald fought the the Viking guy he lost and then you had to yeah. kill him again and then he was dead and then you did not have a king anymore so that would of course suck. well my follow up question to that would be the impact of these choices so you're heading out to east anglia you're having these experiences in that particular part of that kingdom are you gaining any sort of alliance or enemies out of it besides just crew members were you able to get that far where you could see maybe there's uh because there is siege battles and i'm curious if you need to like gather strength from these other kingdoms potentially in order to kind of embark mm. on a more ambitious battle or something like that yeah maybe that is the case it now felt like you just wanted to restore sort of um uh sort of just yeah restore this particular region right so this particular region gotcha. what, what wasn't really like it wasn't going well people were not happy uh and so you came in and wanted to restore the balance there and it did not feel like part of a bigger plan I did not. I also went. Did not go back to the settlement, so I did not see that system sadly. Um, but it felt mm -hmm. like an end of the story arc, and they 
can of course describe it as like a movie TV show where yeah you then finish that episode and go back and there was a siege in here so an assault and uh, I had to do some missions before going there but that was really just part of the mission so I think you will do it anyways and I don't think there's like a bigger at least as far as far as, I, as I've seen that there's like a bigger plot against King Alfred and that you're like recruiting all these kings to in the end it kind of felt more like you're just trying to make sure that your people so the people from Norway can live in England and what is the best to do that no to like make sure that the king who is like standing behind uh, or is like willing to to go for that as well to to make that person a king that, that, that's kind of how uh, how it felt and those assaults yeah they they are pretty cool um that was really where where the um the build was the most buggy uh during these assaults because they are also pretty ambitious so you start on your ship it looks very cool and you you like go with with a lot of other ships towards this castle there's like a real quick do you mind if i insert here a little bit there was that leaked video showing that same kind of assault yeah. battle that was did, how did yours was it the same that same one that was leaked was the same experience you had yeah it was or the was same yours, um uh, so version? that person like played the same thing that i did but for okay. some reason he made it look worse so he, he skipped <laughs> he, uh, you can kind of like in odyssey skip the dialogue by hitting uh, b uh, or like in my case and yeah mm-hmm. just make sh- just ha- have the conversation go faster and like the th- really one of the things that i noticed there in during the assaults because overall the idea is really cool it's it's really cinematic um, you have like a cool cutscene before you reach the shore and then it's really like the goal to uh, open or like break different gates to in the end get to the sort of main location of the castle and there are a ton of enemies fighting you have a ton of allies there will be a ton of saxon soldiers at some point you have to kill specific enemies in order to continue but overall you want to with the battering ram um, really like manually control that so you say go back and then we then you all go back and then you yeah make sure that you got some speed so you can hit the door and uh have it go open after a few tries but yeah to be able to safely um use the battering ram you of course have to make sure that the enemies around it are cleared first so um right. but, but, but yeah it, it it was all very cool uh there were just many sort of issues with enemies just standing still not doing anything um, um yeah it, it, it kind of felt like there's still months for some polish oh you know? for sure and and that's really that's really like the main i can really see and that's that's overall the thing like i can really see this game like in a polished stage is going to be awesome so far it was just sometimes hard to see uh yeah what that would, would what that would be because of the um yeah because of the the would bugs it- that were that were present right now would you say that these assaults are at all similar or an expanded version of like the conquest system in Odyssey? Are they repeatable or is it like a one time in like kind of weaved into a storyline and that's the only time you'll get to uh, experience that assault or 
you don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the repeatable thing is interesting. I asked uh, uh, one developer about it, and they really seem to have a huge plan for the end game that they just don't want to talk about yet. So hmm. um, I'm sure okay. that they will... Uh, they looked at Odyssey and saw the the playtime and how many people, uh, how many hours people played first Origins, where at some point you would just have like an empty sort of map almost. Um, so they will totally mm-hmm. do stuff like that. It's just unclear what that will look like. I would love to redo these assault battles, but th- this one really felt connected to this story arc. Right, we were saving this king who was uh, being captured by a Viking. So. That, that that would be weird to replay that because then suddenly another <laughs> exactly. character is captured. So for raids is different though because the raids, um, so that that's the big difference. Like these assaults are really cinematic. You actually go to another part of the map, so you're really like on a sort of island in in this case. And the raids are more present in the regular map when you're about to explore, and they're close to the shores because, as we discussed before in podcast, that is how you can. Um, get your raiding party to, to go there but overall um so first about the assaults way way more fleshed out than the conquest battles and way more cinematic way more way fun like the conquest battles already from the start were kind of like uh weird right there, there was like there were, everyone was yeah. fighting and then there was like a, a team of enemies just waiting there and i don't know what they were doing or something and then you had to kill captains, so you were just locking onto but every captain. It's it was so fun to run around the conquest battle, go to the reserves, and then just like bull charge all of them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. But I I totally think that this system is way more fleshed out, and it also there's way more room for variety um, in how they can like change nice. the change this up. So that that already really excited me. And the rates are different. Rates are really the churches um, that are just like protected by Saxon soldiers. There are other NPCs though, but it did not feel like, um, and that was kind of, now that I think about it, it's kind of weird, that it really felt like an enemy camp. While if we watch like, for example, the Viking TV show, and obviously uh, starting in the Viking TV show, those uh, churches did not even think that people would attack them because they were holy grounds but yeah the vikings of course they don't care here they really felt like uh, perfectly positioned enemy camps for you to clear there were like doors that you had to open with some of your crew crewmates um chest that you could only open with uh with one of your teammates and then you always have a sort of boss area and that's mostly in like the main room of the church there are like three tough guys waiting for you. One more boss character. When you kill them, you get like a key. And there's also a chest in that room that has like a powerful item. And with that key, you can open another room to get another powerful item. What would uh, what would you get on these raids? Like what was the reward system that you could see? Pretty good. Um, so it depends also. And one thing that is kind of weird in demos like this, especially when you cannot go to the settlement is that, and that's also kind of yeah. sad, but maybe when we really get a hang of the settlement, you actually want those resources. But right now I would open chest and it would be like iron or like weird things that I, or like, or like really like items that I could not use in the demo. They were only like uh, useful for the settlement. 
Um, and then mm -hmm. sometimes you could get abilities. You can get abilities in these chests. So that's very interesting. Abilities have two levels now. So for example, you you mm. unlock one ability. Um, I'm not sure. Like we of course already started with some uh, like a fleshed out build, uh, or like some things unlocked. But you have a skill tree, and you have, and that those include skills and sort of more like smaller dots that really are just like extra melee damage, like not that interesting. And then you have like the the bigger sort of dots that are um, the chain assassinate. So kill an enemy with an assassinate and then throw an axe to the other enemy. That That's one of the abilities. And then you also have the active abilities that you can really like with the with the ability wheel do. And there you can only equip four at the same time. And I think those are like only obtainable in the game. So in the world. Um, and they have two ranks at least for as far as I saw. So for example, you have... Uh, that that your your sunin can help you in combat. We know we um, we know that, but this time it was an ability. It was a ranged ability. You had to like aim at one enemy and then say, "Hey, sunin, come oh. help me out." And then I explored the world and I got to like a destroyed building. There was a chest there, and I opened that chest and then I got that ability again. So then it upgraded to level two, and with level two, you the enemy would also stun after Sunin would attack. So then they would be on the ground and then you can perform that finisher move. Um, there was also an ability that I did not have before, like a Valkyrie dive, a very powerful, where you jump on onto the enemy. And I only got it because I cleared that raid and because it was in that chest. And it's not random, it's set. So every item is always there. And um, you can like see it in the world. You have these wealths, this wealth system where you have like golden glowing um, things in the world and if you go there it can either be a weapon a gear item an ability or stuff for your settlement so it's really good to um to to like get these chests what was the experience like going between those spots did it feel like odyssey where you're kind of checking off boxes or was there like random events that were happening as you're like did you feel the world kind of pull you away from what you were doing yeah as you were or were you pretty much on a track because it was a demo and they wanted you to play something yeah specific? yeah that, that was that that totally like was part of it where i i did like two sessions of three hours so you always looked at the clock and were like oh man i want to get all these chests to make sure that i got all the items um Mm -hmm. So, but still, I, that that's I think the biggest, um, like the the coolest thing that I f uh, I saw in this game was that the world was more alive. You could say it's still not on the same level as a Red Dead Redemption Two or something, but there are world events. So, for example, the um, like smaller tasks. So, for example, you run across a house and then someone is like crying there. And then you talk to that person. They're like, oh, the seer is not home. Um, and I need my... I'm not feeling well. I, I need to... Uh, yeah, I need their help. And then you see like um, sort of footprints to where the seer might have been. So then you go there and then you see that the seer is performing a ritual. And then you can help the seer. And she's like, oh, I need to go to the other pillar to finish my ritual. And then you can actually also in those world events. And those are like really small encounters choose to bring the seer back to the house so the farmer that was there crying 
uh, could be helped. Or you could like help the seer finish the ritual. So you pick the seer up because she's like unconscious. And then you drop there, drop her like in one place that you want to go to. And that was, and then I did that. Uh, I dropped her at the other pillar so she could like finish her ritual. And then roll defense complete. XP and you have like a sort of, um, I got like 1400 XP. And if you like, I think the sort of um, cube that you had to fill was like 5000 XP or something. And then you got a skill point. But some activities always reward you with a skill point. So that whole system so, is already really different. So there's not like a level system, but there's like this separate kind of like container or range that you're filling up. And then once you fill that up with experience, you're getting skill points. So it's kind of like a leveling system without an actual number. Yeah. yeah. But it but, doesn't yeah. impact your um, gear score or anything like that. Yeah. No, I, I'm not sure if it impacts your gear score because with the skill points, you can, of course, unlock these new dots that increase your melee damage. And I'm not sure if mm -hmm. that improves your power level. I would imagine so. Um, but yeah, overall, it's really that they want you, they want to reward you more for completing specific tasks instead of um, doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, um, and only some rewards so many things like the bosses that i talked about one really cool world event was a uh, a guy and he was like i fought with ragnar lodbrok in his army i'm now old and i want to die a viking death i want to go to valhalla i want to uh yeah i want to fight uh or die fighting and th this person also had a son and uh, he, he just did, didn't want to get old and die that way. So I had the choice to fight this this guy. And I did. And this guy had two spears. So already like an interesting setup. Because I, I never yeah. fought an enemy with two spears before. A really tough battle. Um, overall, <laughs> the, the enemies die faster in this game. And you die real fast as well. So it's really um, yeah, making sure that, that, that every... It feels more like a like souls than odyssey in that way but it, it also really rewards you for playing well because if you play well and do not get hit then you can kill the enemies really fast as well so i really like that sort of uh reward system for really being is it player. more the combat kind of to go back did it feel more like origin or odyssey like what's the best comparison was like the animations they at least from the footage i've been able to see is that it looks more like origins type animation but it's very much looks similar to odyssey's combat system yeah um, um i i would say it's really a mesh of both um mm -hmm. and that is because of the abilities um the bows light bow predator bow and hunter's bow are back Warrior Bow is not back, okay. but you have an ability for the Warrior Bow. Multi-Shot is back. And with a Light Bow, Multi-Shot, you can just aim towards the enemy. And then multiple uh, like uh, crosshairs will appear. So then you just insta-kill them. It's really powerful. It's maybe a little OP. Is it like identical to the multi-shot from Odyssey? Yeah, but now you can also okay. um, hit one target multiple times instead of multiple enemies. Um, and that was really powerful with the gotcha. light bow. And I'm not sure if that's like exclusive to the light bow or not. 
But yeah, the predator bow is of course that sniper bow where you zoom in. And there was later on a skill where you could like, um, move, uh, like control the arrows as well. I did not unlock that yet. Um, and there so was it sounds like the abilities are very much similar to Odyssey's. Yeah, is what you're but saying. But with the okay. bow system from Origins, and there are obviously new okay. abilities. And there was also one mm-hmm. ability where you could like sl- make the enemy asleep. So it was like the sleeping dart, but as an arrow, and then you could assassinate them. And it was really cool in... Right. It was pretty OP as well. And it was really cool in um, in combat, because you, instead of doing the... sort of, Because, yeah, the enemy drops down, but if the enemy is not dropped down yet, and you do the assassinate, you do that cool move that we see Eivor do in the first gameplay teaser they did. So he runs up to them, and then... Uh, like uh, like the, that sort of kick in the air and then bomb kills them. It was it was really cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. I have multiple. There's so much to talk about because another thing we already discussed in the podcast and this is what we predicted and we thought maybe there's more to it, but there's not. And that's also what makes <laughs> this sleeping ability super powerful. Some enemies are really hard to kill, right? So some. Yeah. And I saw. That was also pretty cool, and I'm not sure if it was because that's how they balanced the demo, but I could insta-kill everyone with the Hidden Blade, except for a few boss Okay, enemies. that was my question, was yeah. that, uh, how did the assassinations feel? Was it just a button assassinate, or... Yeah, it is a button, it's it? another button, then it's not like the same button as... It's like the, the attack button, the your mm-hmm. uh, right attack button, Um Instead of uh, of square on the on the PS4, but um, so you w- against tougher enemies, you still hit them. You can still do a lot of damage, but if you there's like uh, suddenly a circle appears, and then you have a chance to take them out if you hit the right button again when the sort of lines hits the sort of um, uh, specific part of the circle. So it's kind of like a quick time event, but you have to okay. time it. Yeah, so, we like, talked about that. Yeah, we, we, we discussed this as sort of a, how we thought the Hidden Blade uh, one-hit kill would work, and that is how it works. So mm-hmm. if you got that down, then you can really like one-shot almost everyone because... And I'm assuming if you also expand your assassin power that that quick-timing event becomes easier and easier and easier. I'm not sure about that, too. but um, because I could not really oh, okay. uh, tweak a lot of my uh, a lot of my Eivor in terms of like uh, power and stuff like that. So also important to yeah. know, like there's so much to talk about. Um, instead mm-hmm. of having the warrior, hunter, and assassin, they have bear... Wolf and Raven. Bears melee damage. Mm. Raven is uh, assassin, more sneaky assassin, and uh, Wolf is hunter. But it's less clear this time. As in, um, it's not like you wanna only wear bear items because then, yeah, if you really want like a full warrior set, at least for as far as I've seen. Um, Do you know if they actually translate to, like more t- like bear? Yeah, hundred percent translates to more melee damage. Raven so translates items to more in your inventory or? have uh, have a color, 
and that represents what what type of weapon they are. So a shield was for for example raven, and then an axe, a melee axe was um, um, yeah was for the bear. So uh, I do think so, right? Because just like the like an Odyssey uh, on top of the or like on the bottom of the menu, you have the sort of number that you sort of points you have in that specific. Um, yeah, it was kind of like it represented uh, after calculation about like what your DPS would be, but then like the perks would say you're getting ten percent warrior damage, yeah. and so this time you're saying it doesn't say you're getting ten uh, percent warrior damage. It's just you have a bear item and it's contributing some amount. Is there any sort of indication how much this gear is contributing to your? No, power level I now have it in front of me. It says power 55, so that's my level. Uh, raven power is 18, and it says gives a bonus to all raven aligned gears. So, okay, it's, but maybe they change that. Maybe they will uh, sh share more yeah. about that because hopefully kinda... they can give us a little bit more clarity yeah. on that. I mean, to each their own, but for me, at least, I like to know like how I can. That's just how I play, though. Where I'm yeah, like, yeah, how, sure. how can I tweak this stuff? But that's interesting. That's super cool. Where um, they now focused on for one more thing about that is that it really yeah. it was more for because so the skill tree works like this. You have one part in the middle, and then three mm -hmm. sort of lines um, going uh, their separate way like from that middle part. Like uh, yeah, branches. Like a spider out. web. Yeah, they. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, some of the leaked videos kind of showed it. But it, yeah, it's like a spider web type skill tree that's yeah. kind of split into thirds. And um, you don't know where it leads to. You don't know where it leads to. So at what you start with the middle one and uh, like the the three uh, lines uh, and likely another like sort of island uh, of uh, dots as well and. When you hit the final note, a new part of the skill tree appears. So that's really where they said the, the, the colors were kind of for to show you that this line is if you want to be more focused on melee. So then you have to like trust the game that later on you unlock some awesome melee moves if you follow the red line because that's the bear. Um, and then for the raven, it's uh, for assassin. So... It's kind of weird because for some reason I feel that blue is more assassin, but no. Yellow, raven, assassin. Wolf is a uh, hunter. <laughs> and uh, that is, uh, uh, yeah, blue. But uh, yeah, it's a really interesting system. And that was looked very in-depth. And uh, expect, Was like, it confusing or did it kind of make sense like um, when you got to enter it? Because for me, it kind of, I, I kind of got the idea when I saw it, which was, oh, there's these three uh, tiers. It kind of reminded me a lot, like you mentioned, of Warrior, Hunter, Assassin from Odyssey. It's like, oh, those are the three different areas you can kind of head into. Um, but once you got further up the tree, was did it? Did you feel like you wanted to go a particular direction or not, or you weren't quite sure because you didn't understand uh, no, I, I was really focused uh, on getting as much footage of the different skills. So I would really just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would really just 
spend uh, points in uh, uh, in the bear because then I would see a new part and then I would not uh, spend any points there because I would not have enough to reach that other point. So I decided to spend more in uh, in wolf so I could also see that extra part. But I really like that they don't show it immediately. I totally think that when we reach the end game and mm. when you unlock the full skill tree, it will be super overwhelming, especially because you can reset your skills and uh, do them again. Mm. I asked about the loadout system. They don't have it planned yet, so that kind of sucks. <laughs> um, so Why give us hundreds of nodes and yeah. don't let us save us? <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. So, uh... It's okay. They'll... they'll... We'll have to keep pro. I'll I'll go up to Montreal and protest out there for everyone. Give us loadouts. Give, Give us, us loadouts. loadouts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what what else do you want to kind of talk about? We we kind of no. That's... Was there? I guess the two things. If we were to kind of come back up on top, because we got really into some weeds there. Um, I have two questions for you if you want to kind of blend them together. The first one is like what surprised you like that? Because you kind of went into this with an understanding or with some ideas because you've already done some interviews. We've talked about it a lot. I mean, you do this for a living. You're, you're investing yourself into it. So what surprised you? And then maybe what kind of was on the antithesis of that? What kind of underwhelmed you? What was something you were expecting to see but it quite wasn't up to par let's start uh, with that one first because i think we have been overall pretty positive and don't get me wrong i'm i'm really it's more that i see what this game is trying to do and i really like that but i also really approach it as just an uh a, a different version of origins and odyssey i did not go into this game expecting the jump from syndicate to origins and that's what I saw when people were talking about the leaked footage. They expected way more. And I'm not sure. I think I've said multiple times in my videos that I'm like, we should not expect that right now. This is a game running on the same engine as Origins and Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And they release it two years after Odyssey and three years after Origins. And it's not only for next gen. I think the, the game after Valhalla, as we said before, is going to be that more significant jump. Because then they can only focus on the next-gen platforms. So, I I just want a game like Odyssey, but in the Viking setting, and have it change up a lot of things. And that's what this game did. And I was... Um, okay, let, let's do the, the cool things first, now, now that I'm talking about it. I really liked the open-world stuff. There was so much to do. You also see, per region, how many things there are you can complete. So, you can kind of keep track. So... You have the wealth, and that is the, the, the gear that you can find, the weapons and the, uh, the, the subtle settlement um, resources. You have the world events, and those are like the small stories that you can find. And there were like multiple of these activities, and it really felt like you were constantly... Uh, there were also like many world activities. Like you could like... It wasn't really that exciting, but you could... Um, stack boulders on top of each other and um, mm. that was really pretty weird uh, but you could like rotate <laughs> the the boulder and make sure sh- you had to make a tower at but it was different it was different um, you had like a puzzle where you had to like 
stand in the right place to see the sort of drawing that was made uh, on, on one of the rocks. So you had to kind of yeah make sure that you were like standing in the right position and then you would also unlock a skill point. Um, yeah, the, the, I really liked that there were like... Do any, yeah, did you do any flighting? Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt you. Yeah, that was actually flighting? one of the things that, uh, that was a letdown for me. Um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so that was overall the letdown for me. So what I really liked was just... The, the Viking feel, the music is one of my highlights. Uh, I think I have a video nice. up right now where what, the assassin, I was like sneaking. So what I did, sneak into a camp because you sound the horn and then your enemies and then your allies come. So you don't have to, what you really see in uh, a lot of gameplay footage is that you just get with your ship to the raiding location and then you can say start raid, and then Eivor will sound the horn, and then everyone gets off the boat and goes in. What you can do is before you get that close, jump off the boat yourself, get on, do on your cloak, sneak in, kill every enemy, then sound the horn, and then your allies come, and they're like, where is everyone? You already killed them. So that is really cool. You can really play with that, and that also adds the extra challenge, because, and that's what I think we will be really excited about as sort of veterans who are looking for a challenge and Odyssey and Origins did not really give that at, at a certain point. But here, you can go to these raid locations and just not sound the horn. Just do that when you kill everyone. So then you fight uh, enemies that are supposed to be there for your whole team. So then you fight way more enemies, it's way more challenging. So that was, that was kind of a, a cool thing I really liked overall. Um, but yeah... Overall, what I was surprised about is that it was more Odyssey than Origins. And I thought it would be the other way around. I thought they would still do the, the cinematics that we saw in Origins. That we would still... Mm. Um, I really liked the... I mean, the, they could still be refining those cinematic scenes. Because I did see a lot of the dialogue stuff in the leaks. And it felt like it was a little unpolished. I know a lot of people were kind of criticizing the dialogue screens but i i wonder if they're just spending more time tr uh, hopefully trying to uh work on those types of things leading up to launch uh especially if they're very um intricate or probably i would assume it's also the main storyline to where you're going to get a lot of those cinematic cutscenes. i would assume yeah i hope so but i was already doing a main storyline um, and you okay. have to see the footage yourself, but the animations that Eivor did, I was playing the female version in the, during the story mission, it's, it almost feels like Cassandra at some point, and just what, how the enemies express their, their, themselves, it really feels like Odyssey. Um, and I think mm -hmm. they are going for that approach, because this game is just way bigger than Origins, and they can't get away with like doing that many awesome cutscenes throughout the whole game mm -hmm. um so that kind of was like mm, uh I, I was i was hoping for that that same level that we saw in origins but no i, I did not see that at all and that was also with the flighting it was that was like the i was the, the biggest letdown for me so it was a guy standing next to a uh, totem and he was like and you just had to talk to them. So they already like t talked about how you would do it in a, like a giant hall and everyone would be yelling. I think that setting would be way cooler. Right now it was 
hey, there's a guy, was no icon on the map whatsoever or something, so I could go to this guy, the demoist actually pointed me in that direction, otherwise I could not find it. And then you could talk to him, and he was like, oh, I heard stories about you, Eivor, you are really bad at flighting, um, let's do a battle right now, then you can make a bet, you can put in some uh, some coins, and then he would say, oh, Eivor is uh, really bad at this, he is like a cunt or something. And then you had to pick from three options a way to react. That was that rhymed, but also was sounded smart and not like, oh, a cunt? No, I'm not. Right? So then you have that. That, that was like the sort of easy choice that you could do. No, you had to make it a little more uh, poetic so that you looked smarter. And so I picked, at first I did not understand it, so I picked all the wrong options. Okay, I lost. I could talk to the guy <laughs> again, and he said exactly the same things, and I could pick exactly the same options. So then I was like, oh, now I understand so it. So then you just zeroed in on the, the winning Yeah, um, yeah, and, and then that guy, and, and it was also like, you made the right choice, and then he was like, oh, interesting, oh, interesting, interesting. And when you made the bad choice... Huh, I thought you were bad at that. And then it, it really felt made, right? It, it did not feel organic or like realistic at all. It really felt like, okay, you say something, he reacts, and he has two options to react, either that you make the wrong choice or the g good choice. And then you, you, you would say something again, then you could pick again. And if you had two rides of the tree, then you won. And then you got charisma. That was interesting. That was actually something i predicted that you would get charisma from this like that's interesting so that's new what yeah is that like a i don't a know skill? what it does like yeah it, it looked like a skill that leveled up or something but i it was level one and then suddenly it was level two mm, i wonder if that will impact all your dialogue choices see that's an interesting to me that's like a big little aha yeah thing for me that you've said is the fact that like these dialogue choices in Odyssey felt a little empty at times, but adding a charisma system into it definitely could lead towards some interesting uh, outcomes because you might be limited in what choices you have if you have low charisma, or you might be able to uh, get better options or things if it's a bit higher. So that's super mm -hmm. interesting. Yep. I, I like that. We, we don't know really what it is, but... It made me. It it's made me like. like you can farm it though. No, no, no. But I think if you just do all the flighting, you you get the max. I think it's that simple, right? I don't. I don't expect yeah. like a, a really big system. Oh, um, like it's just for flighting. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, okay. I, I should have asked about it. I did not ask about it, but um. Yeah. Well. That was kind of it. Like, there's still so much to talk about. I still want to talk about the fact that, and we're saving that for the next episode. And when we got, and when you also have seen more, so you can, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe look at more things. And but like the world, the different regions had a power level suggestion, so it still felt like you need to level up to get to those regions. Uh, that was interesting. But they, but they weren't just like. Because that's kind of how it was with Odyssey. You could go into 
those regions that had higher levels, you just would get obliterated if you were too yeah, yeah, low yeah, but level. That was something the they way. did not really say. They they kind of said they kind of said yeah, you can go everywhere and you will not be gated and. Uh, now I'm curious if there will be at some point you are level power level 100 and the next mission will be 150, right? So how will mm-hmm. that how will that kind of work? Um, but that that's still like uh, we're not really sure. But overall, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's just I just want to play a better optimized build and yeah see the game again like see how much they can improve in for example around gamescom so in or maybe that's like a little too early or maybe they will do like an event in september like how much did they iron out because that was really what i was like still seeing and what kind of took me out of the experience where um yeah i i just saw a really cool blueprint and i think that they're nailing the viking sort of uh setting and uh, I really got that. The music that, that, and yeah, the, the, the feeling. feeling. And, and the, the last question, because it feels like we may need to wrap yeah, yeah, up here in sure. a bit. But, like, um, did the the map felt, like, a lot more immersive? Like, I noticed in one of the leaked footage, like, when you're going on the belt, there's, like, that music and the thunder and the clapping. Like, it felt super immersive, it felt like, even though it was kind of just a cutscene of you uh, sailing your ship up to the castle. But yeah, yeah, that, that was really well done. That was really well done. Overall, it still feels uh, a little bit like Odyssey and Origins, where I think o- Origins really um, nailed it because it was in a uh, in such a, a unique setting um, where just seeing the pyramid in the distance was already really cool. Right now, it really felt... I, I just hate that they did not change the horse mechanic. I've already been on this on the back of a mount in these two games for such a long time, and it still feels the same. And also coming off of Ghost of Shima, where it it really feels way more weighty well, and way way more interesting than than in this game. I'm like, hmm. yeah. Well, did it did the game still push you to want to use your horse more than your ship? Because they made it sound like that there yeah. were lots of water highways and like you would yeah, be. But traveling on your ship a lot more i really felt that that like there were there were totally like rivers and stuff like that but sometimes you had like a a bridge so then you would have to and that was a pretty cool animation where they were like um doing pushing the sail down and uh you would like um get go underneath go underneath the bridge but that takes a long time like you're faster on a horse on land and just a ton of the things that you want to get to are on land and not really reachable on ship. I only use my ship as a fast travel point to get to another place because my ship was closer than my other fast travel point. And then I would get to my ship, jump off and go, go with, with my mount again because what is really cool, your mount can swim and you can be on your, the back of your mount. And that's amazing. That's That was like one of the yeah, biggest things I was like... <laughs> Wow, finally. It wouldn't just buck you off and then swim yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. And that really made, made, made like traversing a little easier. But yeah, okay. I also did not see the mount window whatsoever. So I'm curious. We just had like a regular mount. But it was kind of sad that, that, that they did not change how the mount felt. So in that sense, it really mm-hmm. feels 
feels super similar to uh, Origins and Odyssey. But yeah, I think okay. uh, we're going to wrap it up for now, right? So I did get a prediction right oh, then yeah. that Sunin does have um, abilities or a skill tree to a degree. It right? has an ability, no. but it is an Eivor <laughs> ability <laughs> where you can... Yeah. We have to like look at that prediction again. To uh... Uh, let, Let's do our predictions quick. So uh, yeah. my prediction is... So we, of course, at the end of every episode, make a prediction for what we think will be in the final game. My prediction is that I talked about the legendary animals. Um, there is a quest for that. I did not see that. But I think that at the end of that mission, you get a bow... As a le- maybe that's specifically a... okay. Above. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it more specific because uh, otherwise I'm gonna choose one of the two if, bows. Otherwise, if it's easy, a spear, maybe. if it's a spear, then you're wrong, right? Okay, so or you're fine with me just set. saying that it's a bow. If it's an armor set, just I need it has to be a bow, and at the end okay. I say. All right, only a bow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Cool. And what's yours? I I think mine's a little ambitious, but we'll see. Uh, I think the inevitable gear item, Thor's hammer Ooh. or Molnir, yeah, will not be purchasable, and will be available in the game. You'll get it for free. I'm edging on the bet that Ubisoft, if they're going to introduce this weapon. It's gonna let all players use it, but um, <laughs> I could. That that also sounds like something that I'm I'm blissfully <laughs> like that they could easily just release some sort of Thor uh, outfit for sale at some point. And they already kind of showcased a little bit of that, so I think I'm already wrong. But and also, I, if I'm the Thor hammer is not in the there. game in the main game at the start, like even if it's like a DLC weapon, then it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's a pretty big gamble on my part. I mean, we already saw it in the image. Yeah. So now it's just, did I predict where you get it? Although, was that image? Yeah, I speculated. I made a video. Was it Molnir? Yeah, that worked out for the thumbnail. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why. uh, Molnir? Question yeah. mark, question mark, red arrow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, that's that that will be interesting. Man, we have so much to talk to. I can't wait to hear your reaction uh when you get to watch the Ubisoft Forward and the game. Yes, I'm and, uh, from what I've seen already from the the kind people who are getting D- DMCA strikes right now who <laughs> leaked all the footage. Um I I definitely feel like it looked like Odyssey with a little bit more of Origins weight to combat, uh, which I think is a good balance. And But I guess the one thing out of all the things that you said, if I were to close off the concern I have, is it sounds like that there's still a lot of like uh, checkboxness, which I, I'm okay with that part of my brain. I like the grindiness of it. But I, I, I guess it sounds like it's still very much like uh, go to a region, check all the boxes, you're done. And, and I could see 
um, it might be hard to immerse yourself sometimes, but I don't know that for sure. I haven't experienced it and I'm excited to see what they show us on Sunday. And if you're listening to this on Sunday, uh, we're in the past right now. So hello future. Hello. How's it been? (laughs) You know, the release date for Valhalla, will will it be bad? Will it be bad? Okay. um, (laughs) We will talk about everything that gets announced and way more, of course, in the next episode. First day, it will go live uh, on Twitch. Uh, Just follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv dash Raptor to be notified when we go live. And also, um, if you are a member of the channel, by hitting the join button next to the subscribe button, so go to my YouTube channel, you get the video version and also the audio version immediately uh, as well after that Twitch show ends. And then for everyone else, the next episode will of course go live next Saturday as an audio for everyone and the video version for the Raptor members, $2 per month. So um, any closing thoughts, Jordan, where can people find you? Uh, where can people see your reaction yeah. of future Jordan? Yeah, so it's all your favorite social media places at It's Jordan Does. Um, all, right now, most of our uh, activity and content is flowing through our Discord channel right now as I'm building websites and moving and trying to get um, back up the video engine. But you can join our discord and have a lots of fun conversations after the show at builds.ac slash discord. Um, tons of really fun, cool people, very smart people in there too. So, um, (laughs) looking forward to see you in there and thanks again, man. Yeah, sure. We will uh, speak to each other soon. I'm curious to hear your thoughts overall and, uh, exciting times, exciting times. (laughs) <laughs> goodbye everyone and uh, speak to you uh, in the videos yeah check out my videos if you're listening to the podcast you're doing it wrong yeah. there are so much content on the channel Valhalla <laughs> at us on Twitter I had to squeeze it in there yeah sure 